Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast. We are Sarah and Eric. Welcome back. We are recording this episode from my hometown. We're on a little getaway, a little Airbnb in Palm Desert, California, middle of the desert, and it's very warm and sunny in the middle of December. You know, I think it's the same amount of warm and sunny as San Diego. But we're outside because it's more pleasant to be outside here. Yeah, the right. it's nicer. There are less people. There's like no one here. Mm-hmm. It feels weird to be recording not in a room. Yeah, doesn't it, it does a little bit. We've never done our podcast mobily, have we? I don't think so. The closest we've the closest we've gotten, I feel like, is right before we moved, and my like my whole setup was packed away (laughs) so we just did what we're doing now and we used like a different audio recorder and we're not we don't have mic stands we're just holding our microphones it's very diy Mm -hmm. but that was still in our house Mm -hmm. yeah this feels very it feels very strange in a in a good way in a weird way we'll see Mm -hmm. ask me halfway through i didn't want to postpone the podcast because uh we talked about this in our last episode the podcast is our project that we have together that is like we're just on top of it. It's the one thing that we do together that we're really consistent about. And I didn't want to compromise, even though we are, you know, away for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're doing it too. Mm -hmm. And I'm also glad that we have, we have a fun episode. Mm -hmm. As you can tell by the title of this episode, we are doing a little 2020 positivity box. Mm -hmm. So, Tell us what that means. Right. So if you're new to the podcast, we have a segment every episode called the Positivity Box where we just kind of rant about, well, rant is not really the right word. We just talk at length about something that we are excited about or happy about or just anything cool and random, not necessarily related to the topic of the podcast. But we're just going to make this entire episode a gigantic positivity box. Yesterday, we were kind of brainstorming positives and highlights from the year 2020. And we just decided to kind of go month by month and bring up one or two things per month. I don't think this episode should be too terribly long. We want to keep it light and fun. And uh, yeah, I also have a lot of work that I need to, that I brought along <laughs> with me on this trip. It's like our getaway, but I have to work the entire time. So and it's funny we got in we got an Airbnb that specifically doesn't have a kitchen. It has like a little kitchenette. There's like a, a mini fridge and a sink, mm-hmm. right, and like a dish rack. But you can't like cook, cook here. And we did that to avoid any, well, let me just cook one recipe here, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, let's work as little as possible. Yeah. But, you know, there's non-cooking work that needs to be done. Lots of editing, right. Such is is life when, uh, you know, you want to be successful. Mm -hmm. Anyway, another reason we want to do this episode is because everyone has lived through 2020 and you know that it's been a big old fat stinker. (laughs) in a lot of ways right so we just wanted to we just wanted to give our perspective on how it was good for us personally Mm -hmm. and bring a little light into this very dark year in in so many ways yeah so what a crazy year man i I feel like it was very challenging and heavy and yet we have i was saying to eric yesterday i feel like the stagnancy that we both felt, you know, personally and professionally for the past three years since we've been living together, I feel like all of the lessons we learned over that time, like all of a sudden we moved in San Diego and all of those lessons like avalanched onto us and we just like up leveled so quickly. 
Yep. It's crazy. It's like everything was downloading, 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 and it just came through. And I feel like we are on the right track. I totally, totally <laughs> agree. Right. So we'll get to we'll get to more of that towards the end of the year because mm-hmm. that's when all of these brain things happened. Yeah. Um. So let's start in January. January. All right. So I have the list this week. <laughs> I went through all my photos on my phone last night and said, oh, this month is when we did this and this month is when we did this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am the keeper of the list. And the one thing I have written down for January is our trip to Fort Collins in Colorado. Right. So Eric at his old job used to get extremely busy every fourth quarter um, just because it was a, you know, it was like a retail clothing brand. So lots of orders going through from Black Friday onward and maybe even a little earlier. So we didn't have a ton of time to spend together during the actual holidays, but he had gotten, he had like booked us a little Airbnb getaway. What, what is it like two hours away? I, yeah. From an hour and a half, two hours. Right. Where we lived a little getaway and, um, had done some research about some vegan restaurants in the area and we did a little brewery tour mm-hmm. And it was nice because everything had slowed down a little bit at his work. So he was able to sneak away. Take one day off. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a tour of the New Belgium Brewery in Fort Collins, which mm-hmm. is like, uh, it's, it's a pretty big popular brewery in, in the country now. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're known for their tour. And it's just, it's just it's really, really cool. Yeah, you just have to book, but it is a free tour. And I feel like because it was like her last tour of the day, maybe, she ended up giving us like full-size large cans of this one beer, um, which I don't really like beer all that much. But you know what? I have a very soft spot in my heart for tours of breweries and like getting flights because, do you know why? Be, no. You know why? Uh, Off the top of my head. So shortly after Eric and I started kind of like chatting with each other, via Instagram in 2017, I came on a trip to San Diego with my mom and my aunt and a bunch of my family lives in San Diego. And we went on a like a brewery tour. Like she had hired someone to like drive us in a van to like four different breweries. So we went to what, Ballast Point. Oh, yeah. oh, I forget which other ones we went to. In San Diego? That's upsetting. Mm-hmm. You didn't go Around, to Green like, Flash? Around like downtown. No, we didn't. Because we went there together. Yeah, you and I went there. Yeah. Well, but anyway. That was when you and I had just like recently started talking. And so, like, throughout the entire brewery tour, I was getting like progressively tipsier and tipsier. And I was like texting you the whole time. So now I think like beer, I think Eric, I think like being young and like flirty and in love. Young maybe. and in love. In San <laughs> Not Diego. yet, but yeah. We were in love. We just didn't know it yet. <laughs> so I like That's I, cute though. Yeah, I like I like the idea of, of going to breweries and like, you know, but beer on a day to day basis I don't really like it. <laughs> the tour in Fort Collins was was really cool though. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, what a nice memory. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm <laughs> extremely hot, so you're gonna have to talk for a second while I take off this jacket. That's totally fine. Um okay, so let's move on to February, Feb, February, um, and what I have written down for February is Valentine's Day at Bumbling Bee, a restaurant in Boulder. That was like the last time we had a normal meal in a restaurant, as far oh, as really? I can remember. Like actually sitting down in a restaurant? Yeah, it was Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, wow. 
that feels like so much longer ago than this year. It, well, and that's what I was that's what I was noticing last night when I was looking through my photos. Yeah. I was like, wait. There was there was there were days before COVID yeah. in this year. Uh-huh. Like when I think of this year, I don't feels like the January year. and February don't even exist in my mind. Yeah. But they 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 did happen and they were this year and uh that's that's the that's the memory I have for February. Right. That is a really good restaurant. I hope they're still they stay open through all of this. I know a lot of restaurants have been struggling. Me too. They followed us the other day on Instagram hmm. and I messaged them and I was like, "Hey guys, we really love your food. <laughs> we actually just moved out of Boulder. Yeah. Uh but you know, we're going to miss you guys." And they responded. They were like, "Yeah, you moved to San Diego, right?" <laughs> I was like, "Wow. Okay, cool." Yeah. yeah, we love you guys. Great. Well, I'm so excited once everything chills out again and we can visit Colorado and just like, I don't know, I feel like visiting Denver, it's such like a cute, enchanting little city. Mm. Um, not the right place for us to live, but I'm excited to go back and visit and like see all your family and like go back to Bumbling Bee and maybe like City of City and, mm. you know. It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, things are just so special when you don't live there anymore, when it's not so easy to right. to get there. Yeah. Right. Okay. What else happened? In fa- so wait, you stopped. <laughs> you got laid off in January. The end of January. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's something we've talked about so much on the podcast that we're like, we're not going to talk about how mm-hmm. how that ended up being a positive. I mean, if in you're disguise. a listener to the podcast, you know all about that. Yeah. So we're not going to get into it. Because we have before. But just to give context as we're going through this timeline, February, we also rehomed Melvin, mm-hmm. the pup. And oh, tell them about the uh, text we just got from. Oh. So th- we have an entire episode on this, but uh, if you're unfamiliar, we had adopted a, a puppy in like September of 2019. And then for various reasons, we ended up rehoming him to one of Eric's friends and coworkers who have a big family and a couple of other dogs and he's doing great he's living his best pup life he really is the, <laughs> the man need, needed friends yeah the man um yeah so i got a text from his new mom the other day and new she mom. was and his, she was, his forever mom yeah his forever yeah. mom's human mom and she was like oh yeah the family the family has decided that melvin was our top 2020 highlight the best mm-hmm. oh she said the best thing to happen to us in 2020 that and makes I was me like, so oh, happy that's it so nice it truly does yeah mm-hmm. it's really really great for everyone so that's a that's a big positive yeah um yeah and then uh then covid happened if we're gonna but keep not going before so covid like we heard like whisperings of covid like end of february early march yeah you went you came here to california for a funeral for your grandfather's funeral mm-hmm. and that was when, like, yeah, the whispers had started. Right. And I was like... Be careful I was like, on the be, plane. Be, yeah, I was like, be careful, like, I guess. I don't know what's happening, but... Yeah. Okay. Right. I saw, like, one person wearing a mask in the airport. Really? But no one else was at the time. Came back. Eric had um, his pacemaker replacement surgery mm-hmm. or battery replacement. Yep. Uh, which has to happen every like what ten to fifteen years? Although this one might last you twenty years. I, I this, uh, that's another whole episode. Yeah, but but it yes. was like a minor procedure, so it kind of overlapped with us uh, babysitting Eric's mom's dog. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet yo-yo. Yep, yo-yo was a major <laughs> babysitting yo-yo was a major highlight. Oh yeah, of this year, mm-hmm. and especially so my mom 
if you if you recall the episodes back in March, mm-hmm. uh, my mom had a surgery and we took her dog off her hands then. And then I had my surgery while we had the dog. Mm-hmm. So I was like recovering, but we had this tiny, adorable dog with us, which made it a lot better, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it, she was just she was so fun to have around. She right. was sitting on your lap while you were recording the podcast. Yeah. It was the cutest thing ever. She is almost like there's there's some other things I think that would make her the perfect dog for us. But like there's a lot about Yo-Yo to love. Just I'll have to mostly... edit that out so my mom doesn't uh, hate us. What do you oh, mean? I'm, I'm just kidding. No, I just she's a perfect dog for your mom. Absol- but, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what if I said she was the perfect dog for us? She'd be like, hey, hey, hey watch it. Back watch off, it. Right. buddy. No. So like it was just so nice, especially because, right, we had just, you know, rehomed Melvin and that entire several months was quite challenging for us. And at that point, I was like, I'm probably never getting a pet again, maybe a cat. Um, And it was just very reaffirming to know that, you know, I I don't know, like all relationships, the relationship between a pet and his or her owner is like so, I don't know, it's so particular. Right. It it showed us that there are dogs out there that Mm -hmm. won't be as challenging for us as Melvin was. Right. Um, And yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. So yeah, not that we're like in any sort of hurry to adopt another pet obviously, because it's been almost a full year. (laughs) But it was just nice to know, like, that's what something we can look forward to again in the future when we're more settled and stuff. Very, very cute. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Okay, so moving on. I'm going to try not to say moving on or let's keep going in between every topic. Mm -hmm. But um, the show. Is this March still? This is still March. Oh my right, right okay. around right around me recovering with my surgery and the quarantine lockdown situation i bought the newest mlb the show video game okay, and just I, explain though what this is because if i didn't if i weren't dating you i wouldn't know what you're talking about explain what the what video is game mlb is. okay mlb is major league <laughs> baseball okay and the show is the uh mlb certified <laughs> It's the official video game of Major League Baseball. It's a sports video game. Yes. So you play (laughs) as real and or fictional and or historical baseball players against the computer or in my case against conscious Chris (laughs) Petralese, as his Italian family probably doesn't say. They just add extra syllables. (laughs) Petralese. Chris is like, it's literally our last name. Why are you? It's why are you saying like like that, Grandma? <laughs> She's like, I've been really stepping into my Italian heritage. <laughs> okay, I I don't know why that went there, but um, yeah. So I became good friends with Chris, and then by proxy, we became friends with Jasmine also. And I mean, I I love the show. It's an amazing video game. I mm-hmm. love playing with Chris, but it's uh, it there's there's deeper meaning to it, right? Because they live in the PNW mm-hmm. and that it kind of like showed us that that part of the country exists and what it's like (laughs) and now we're thinking of relocating there Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't i wasn't i thought you were going to talk longer so i'm sorry my brain is devoid of um so yeah i have very fond memories of that time too because Eric getting super into the show coincided with me getting super into blogging again. Mm. Like, as you guys know from a couple episodes back, the way that my energy works is that I get, I go through like 
one to two month periods of obsession with things and then I kind of move on and it goes in a circle over and over again. So like right now I'm very much in like a learning all about cooking and like fermentation and bread and all of that like artisan cooking thing and homemaking, homemaking, homesteading is what I meant to say. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Um, but at the time I was like learning so much about like business, blogging is a business, SEO. I re um, redesigned my website. I learned more about uh, WordPress, which like I started my site on Squarespace, which is much more like, what's the word I want to say? It's much more Plug customizable. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, Squarespace. It's easier. Yeah. yeah, Squarespace is easier. Um, So I was just, like, obsessed with my website and, like, blogging and kind of, like, developing recipes. And I don't know. I just remember it's quite the fun time, even though I'm not in that phase anymore. I'm sure I'll pass through it again in the future. But it was just nice because I'd be like, hey, babe, are you going to play video games tonight? <laughs> you wanted me to play so, so you I could focus work. on your website. Right. And I was like, I guess I just um, <clears throat> won't contribute to society at all. <laughs> and sure, I'll play. Yeah. I mean, we all need time to do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. It was fun. And we had moved our uh, our desks out into the living room. Yeah. Um, Eric's desk had been in our basement. He had like his studio there. I had a, a different office in the corner of the house that was very uh, messy, <laughs> uh, like the inside of my mind. I feel and like we, we both kind of condensed our workspaces mm -hmm. and we were like, we don't need all this stuff right. in order to be productive most yeah. of the time. So we were able to have it in the living room together. Yeah. And then there were periods of time where we drag our mattress. Oh, sorry. There's a weird pop in my mouth. A spit bubble popped. <laughs> you have, Sorry. You have um, a spitty mouth. Yeah, mm -hmm, I do. It's <laughs> it's like a problem I run into when I'm recording voiceovers too. I'm like doing multiple takes because I'm like, mm, then the cookies. <laughs> and the cookies. <laughs> You're like shoving fistfuls of cookies in your mouth. Yeah. I'm like, babe, I told you to stop doing that when you record. Yeah, it's my uh, appetite for life. It, uh, mouth constantly watering. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a fun time. It was a fun time. This is a fun episode. <laughs> yeah. We're being very strange. Well, because we're like, like talking it. about like all the best things in this challenging year, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that speaks to the power of taking time to intentionally document what you're grateful for and like, you know. And also neither of us slept well last night. And yeah. I feel like we're a little... uh loopy nice yeah okay loopy loony um yeah doofy uh okay uh birthday whoppers oh okay so we're in april now uh because my birth was, birthday is in april <laughs> my birth was in april so i don't know i feel like i love giving gifts but more on like um an everyday basis i like giving like little things here and there. If I go to a grocery store and I like see something that I think Eric would think is delicious, but might not buy for himself, I'll buy it for him. Anyway. Which so, could literally be anything if you know me. Right. So our gift giving, like, it's very like, I don't know. We don't take it that seriously for any sort of holiday, I'd say. Um. So Eric's like, oh, what do you want me to get you for your birthday? What do you like? Do you want to go somewhere? Do you want to get takeout? And I was like, honestly, I just want Whop. I want Impossible Whoppers. Uh, is that all we had? Whoppers, French fries, soda. I think. Yeah, I think. And then I made myself a tiramisu. Mm -hmm. um, I did get you presents though. You did. 
they were good presents what else did i get you so i got i got sarah a nice cutting board Mm -hmm. which we just recently oiled we got oil and board wax to keep it nice and spiffy yeah we realized we hadn't been taking the best care of it and we're like okay before it gets like crusty yeah before we like ruin it Mm -hmm. let's oil this sucker yeah um what else did i get you i don't remember a ring or was that, that oh was, yeah no, that you was your birthday ring. yeah he oh, got yeah. me a, it was from etsy maybe mm-hmm. yeah very cute i yeah. love uh first piece of jewelry that you've gotten me you're uh, many many more to come right uh, <laughs> no i don't actually so thanks for wear, listening to this week's episode <laughs> i don't actually wear that much jewelry at all because i'm always working with my hands and i have this i remember i i was cleaning and this ring because it's like um it's hard to explain but it, you can, can kind of adjust the size uh and it like must have flown off my hand while i was cleaning and then eric and i at the time we were going through our running phase so we had gotten ready to go on a run together i take a couple steps outside and realize that the ring is missing and i'm like i I can't go on a run right now i'm having a panic attack i think i lost like what if i flushed it down the toilet (laughs) like what if it flew off into a trash bag and you very promptly found it we just have open trash bags all all about our house (laughs) I was freaking out. Imagine if I had lost the ring you just got me. Yeah. You yeah. would have been far more upset than I would because I understand that. I understand that it only cost $5. It was actually four ninety nine. dollars <laughs> It was a steal. No, I just, I, yeah. It, it's funny because like when Sarah spills something, I freak out. Yeah. And Sarah's like, just chill out. I'll get a paper towel. And I'm like, clean it up right now. But if you were to lose the ring, I'd be like, oh, you know, like that really sucks. But I mean, it happens and I'll, I'll buy you something else nice. Like it's just fine. So anyway, mm-hmm. birthday whoppers. That leads us into the next section, which is K-dramas. Mm-hmm. Because we sat in our bed. We moved our mattress into the living room and we were binge watching Crash Landing on You. Oh, yeah. This has been a big part of our 2020. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know where, like, either the month prior, we had watched our first K-drama, which is because this is my first life. Mm-hmm. I just took a drink of kombucha, and now my mouth is especially watery, so I keep, <laughs> like, pausing in between thoughts to um, swallow. I'm going to get you, like, a rag to <laughs> blot your the inside of your mouth with. Tell them about Crash Landing, or because this is my first life. Where did you get the recommendation for this? Ooh, I... It was in it was in a random Reddit comment. Someone posted about something and a commenter was like, oh, this reminds me of the premise of the show because this is my first life where this happens. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I'm like, oh, it's a Korean drama. I've never I've never watched one of those. Right. Um, and then we tried it and we fell in love with it. It was and I, so lighthearted and cute and it made me happy. And I told so many people about it <laughs> and they were like, it's not in English. You have to watch with subtitles. And I was like, yeah, get over it. What do you, it's a good show. What do you, we have to read. That's one that really, really irks me. Sure. I'm like, yeah, it's in a different language. It's okay. It's still good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the first one. The first one we watched. Right. So because we had watched that, you know how Netflix is dynamic and it will on the home screen, it will like show you recommendations based on your previous viewing habits. So we started getting a lot of recommendations for different K dramas, and one of them that kept popping up was Crash Landing on You, which is it's you know it's a long story, but it's essentially about 
a, a South Korean businesswoman by a freak accident winds up in North Korea and then it's a love story between her and a North Korean soldier. Yeah, but you're not allowed to be in North Korea, but you're yeah. also not allowed to uh, leave North Korea. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to, it's it's a whole thing. But yeah. it's a love story and it's a kind of a Romeo Juliet situation. Isn't every love story where two people like aren't allowed to be with each other? Yeah. I, it's like all, oh, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. And it's just, yeah, it's heartwarming and it's wonderful. And right. it was a, a significant experience in yeah. our year. I have to say I was very, I wasn't super stoked on it after the first episode and I'm really glad that Eric liked it and made us continue because I just got so attached to the story and the characters that by the end of it, I was very sad that it was over. Yeah. Think about how many K-dramas we've watched some of. And then, and how many yeah. we've watched all of? Mm-hmm. We've started like seven of them or eight of them, right? And we've only watched three in full, right? Oh, I, uh, four. What's the fourth one? Reply nineteen eighty eight. Then what's the third one then? What I had, do you mean? I, I we have... just finished Ita one class. Oh yeah, duh. Four. <laughs> I forgot we just we just watched that. Right. Four. So we watched because this is my first life, crash landing on you, reply nineteen eighty eight, and Itaewon class. Yeah, I mean the thing is, once you have a show that you love so much, it raises the bar for all the other media you can consume. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we did end up watching Love Island later, but well, that's, that's a different. That's that's a, that's a masterpiece. <laughs> it really is. Sure. IMDb with its four star rating, <laughs> four out of ten, they're just dead wrong. It's act. It's it's a masterpiece. Right. Well, I mean, it just how much we loved Reply Night. All three of those that we just mentioned, like, we loved them all so much for different reasons. Mm. I mean, after we watched Reply 1988, I just, like, cried a little bit because I was, like, the way this made me feel, it's the same way that, like, nostalgia feels. And mm. I, I'm not even from that, you know, that Era. decade, you know? Yeah. But I just felt like, oh my God, you'll I can never go back to my childhood. And mm-hmm. sometimes you I'm just a sucker for things that make me like a little sad. Yeah. You know? So it's made it hard to find something else that I love as much and that I'm willing to spend my time on. I feel like um, if we keep if we keep trying new ones, we'll eventually find one. Mm-hmm. I want to rewatch all of them though. Yeah. So. I'm I'm super down. Okay, next up we have our running phase. May? Is that May? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. May. Well, we had been running together kind of I I restarted Couch to 5K again and at some point we started running together like every other day following Couch to 5K and then eventually we just started running 5Ks every time we ran. And I don't know. It was a good time. It was like early spring into early summer. And there were some runs where it was like snowy and cold, mm-hmm. something Sarah historically has hated. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it kind of it kind of reframed the cold weather for you specifically. Yeah. You're like, it's kind of nice being out here when it's like cloudy and chilly and mm-hmm. you're well, just running. I'm My body is so dysregulated. I get so hot, right? Like on a regular day, Eric is always really hot in our house and I'm always wearing a sweater because i'm cold but it's like the opposite when we exercise outside is like eric just stays like a roughly normal temperature (laughs) and i like immediately overheat it makes no sense 
Your body's bad at regulating. Yeah. I'm not sure why. So I like I like doing exercise outside when it's cold. And then as soon as summer rolls around, I like I just can't be outside at all really. Um so it's weird because as you may know if you've been following us in more recent times, I've really kind of like eased off of strenuous exercise. And I kind of just walk a lot now and do like, sometimes I'll do jog walk combo. Um, but I just like to keep my movement very gentle right now. That's where I am at. Also, I cook for a living. And I was saying to Eric the other day, I literally feel the way I felt when I was working at a restaurant. I'm just always on my feet. I'm moving. I'm carrying stuff. I'm bending over. Like that's my job is like a little physical now. So, you know, I'm, that's not the phase I'm in now, the running, but it's, I think it's another thing I've learned this year is that you can love something at one time and it doesn't have to be part of your identity forever, but it doesn't mean that you have to, like when you fall out of love with it, that you have to go back in time and alter your perception of, of that activity. You can say, I loved it then it's not fundamentally bad. I kind of hate it now, but you know, there was that time and that could happen again, you know? Yeah. It was a nice, it was a nice learning and bonding experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything on this list is like, I feel like something, something that makes the positivity box list is something that we learn something from. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like that's just how we think now. Yeah. And I feel like more specifically, that's how I think about things now. I feel like you've 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 been there already, excessively thinking about things. Yeah, yes, and yes. I just recently started analyzing things in that way. Mm-hmm. To June, sure. June is our Breck trip mm-hmm. and Trav's wedding. Oh, so the first week of June, we took a little road trip into the mountains and went to Breckenridge, Colorado. And we did some hiking. We did some... Eating. A lot of eating. And that's it. <laughs> no, you also packed your the PS4 to play the show mm-hmm. there up in the mountains. Yes, I did. Yeah. Hey, we we have the PS4 here in Palm Desert right now with us. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we do when we travel. We if love we, it. <laughs> if we want to get away and relax a little, we're going to play some video games. Yeah. So it's just a thing that we do, apparently. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I mean, maybe if it were different times and we could, like, go out and do activities, we wouldn't. But we kind of intended, like, oh, this is just kind of like a getaway, you know, to, I don't know. I feel like sometimes being in a new place, um, it just makes you feel a little more energetic, Mm -hmm. zesty. Yeah. Um, So that was the point. Not necessarily to, like, go out and see a bunch of sites and stuff. Yeah. And Breckenridge is, it's a really big ski town in the winter yeah um so going there at the very beginning of summer there was like no one there Mm -hmm. and it was really nice it was just like a nice little town with like it wasn't that populated at that time and Mm -hmm. i don't know it was just a nice getaway it was right and we had kind of booked the place on a whim it was kind of supposed to be like a social media detox for us because a lot of heavy things were happening in the world at that time Um, Or, you know, I guess they're still happening, but attention was being called to them at that time. Right. And it can be overwhelming. So we were like, okay, let's just get away for a little bit, change scenery. And, oh, there's a really good 
pizzeria, vegan pizzeria there called Piante. And that was a highlight of the trip too. Mm-hmm. We got two really good pizzas and a couple of desserts. Oh yeah. Love and it. you kept the little jars like you yeah. do. You kept the jars that the desserts came in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few weeks later, our friends, Travis and Victoria got married somewhere else in the mountains in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they were originally going to have like a moderate size wedding and all their family was going to fly in and everything. Um, but of course that's not a thing for most people during mm-hmm. these times. Um, so they had like eight of their friends <laughs> yeah. in a very large house and backyard mm-hmm. for a wedding. We went up there. I officiated, you which, did. which was really nice. Um, my hair looked like um, oh, yeah. I was wearing a bad M&M wig. Well, because we bleached your hair right before we left for Breckenridge. We brought toner to Breckenridge. I toned your hair in the Airbnb <laughs> and then like I hadn't cut it. Um, yeah, it yeah. was l- long and yellow. Yeah. It was very strange. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what it looked like when I officiated the wedding. And that's what I look like in the photos. <laughs> but it was still a really fun time with very few people. And we got yeah. to go in the jacuzzi and learn about Dennis Rodman. <laughs> More good pizza. Oh, well, yeah. They, they're vegan, this couple. And they had Whole Foods vegan pizza, various varieties, mm-hmm. and um, a vegan funfetti cake. And like a nice spread of snacks. They had some vegan cheeses there. I ate so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because usually you go to events and you're like, when you're vegan, you're like, I can only eat like mm-hmm. the raw vegetables. Yeah. But when you're vegan and you go to a, an event hosted by other vegans, you're like, wow, I, I can literally eat everything. <laughs> and then you uh, stuff your face like I did. Yeah. But that, that was lots of fun. It was. It really yeah. was. July. July. Actually, hold on. We're six months in, mm-hmm. so I think we should take a little break and do our supporter shout out. I'm perfect at timing it. Good now. call. Good call. Well, because I just sing, I sing the jingle in my head, and <laughs> I uh, it comes out timed perfectly. So, do you, will you will you give the little the lowdown on the supporter shout out? All right. Every episode, we like to give a little shout out to all of our patrons from our streaming platform anchor we're so awkward when we i I, should just write it out and say the same thing every time let's do that let's do that for next week right i'll write it or you can right but these are people who support us with a little monthly donation and we just all of this goes into our little account for expenses related to the podcast or to our music project Mm -hmm. hosting fees etc so shout out to (gasps) Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan. Oh God, I messed up on the second one. Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Kevin Dooley, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Karen B W, Alexis Dooley. I got lost. Teresa Madara, <laughs> me, Quinn, Anna Dureka, Megan Stewart, Samantha McIntyre, Dylan Schaben, and Sarah Creighton. I thought I said someone's name twice, yeah. and that's why I got confused. So thank you to all of you. <laughs> we are um, forever indebted to you. Yes, quite literally. Yeah. I So what occurred to me, I saw a lot of people on Instagram posting that they were um, sending Christmas cards or holiday cards or postcards to their patrons but on Patreon. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, babe, do we have like emails for any, can we access emails to our patrons from Anchor? We cannot. No. So actually, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a supporter, if you're one of those 16 people I just named- Please, if you have a moment, send us an email to 
whatislifedudeshow at gmail.com. And I just want to write down all your email addresses so we have them in case we ever need to contact you guys. Obviously, if you don't want to be contacted by (laughs) us and you don't want us to have your email, don't send an email. That's totally okay. Your choice. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do something like that and like send Mm -hmm. these people something. That would be cool. I need to brainstorm. Yeah. I want to brainstorm, like you said, exactly what to say during the supporter shout out Mm -hmm. because I am very awkward every time. Yeah. We'll make it better. We'll make it better. Don't worry. It's just like the podcast flows and then we do the shout out and we're both like, thanks for the money. (laughs) And it's really weird. And then it goes back into the flow. You're right. So I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay, July. Julio. Moneyball in the basement. Oh. <laughs> Our house got so hot mm-hmm. at some point in July. So what we did, we moved all of our belongings, not really, <laughs> we moved our bedtime belongings into the basement, into our guest room, and we it, it was so cold down there and refreshing, mm-hmm. and we we just spent the night in the guest room and we watch moneyball which and- is it's kind of um it's not a documentary it's based on it's a piece of historical fiction i guess yes um it's about baseball it's about a baseball <laughs> team um and how they ran said baseball team but it's really good it's like it's brad pitt and uh, uh what's that guy's name jonah hill mm. who everyone says i look like which i don't is, see it <laughs> uh, i don't really see it either but sure um yeah and sarah was like uh it's a baseball movie but i guess we'll watch it and then she ended up really liking it Mm -hmm. so that was a really nice that was just a nice little thing we did let's just let's just remember that you had also recently made me watch the another very different baseball related movie what's it called i don't know what you're talking about what's it called um it's with that comedian in it what the comedian what happened to he the likes movie the red Sox. do you mean jimmy fallon yes <laughs> i i don't know all i can't keep all of the and drew barrymore oh my god that's drew barrymore yeah I, I i just remember watching it and hating it so much and i don't remember any of the details fever pitch sure do you remember that now that i say mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. do you actually i do okay I didn't like it at all. I think I tuned out, which is why I don't remember who was in it. It's very cheesy. And upon rewatching it, I was like, oh, I loved this movie as a child. <laughs> it's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Moneyball is a critically acclaimed film. Yeah. No offense to Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> Next up. We, oh, wait, wait. We made wh- donuts too that oh, night. Oh, yeah. We made, what we did was this hack where you take biscuit dough canned biscuit dough uh a lot of them are accidentally vegan and you fry it and then we made a glaze a chocolate glaze which never fully hardened it sounded like (laughs) you were gonna say some like intense laborious um uh process you're like you take the biscuit dough and then ready listen closely take a hole in it you fry it (laughs) and it was like very simple you do fry it you made a little tapioca pudding it wasn't right. And injected it, it was into some of the donuts. not right. It was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an inside joke. Sorry. <laughs> okay, next. Next, I have working on our songs for the first time. You're not, you're not giving us the months. You gotta, you gotta. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're still in July. We're still in July here. Oh, okay. July We're... is jam-packed. Or jam-filled. I was gonna say pudding, tapioca pudding filled. <laughs> 
<laughs> it it made enough sense. Custard filled. Okay, we're still in July and we're working on our songs for the first time. Mm-hmm. So as you guys know, our musical journey, our original musical journey together has been, give me a word to describe it. Long, arduous, Long. confusing, yeah, tortuous, no, twisted. That's enough. Indirect, frankly. wiggly, Jeremy w- Baramy. Would you say erect? <laughs> what? Would you say? I don't remember. I said a lot of words. <laughs> you said something that sounded like erect. I didn't say erect. But we're on other. We're on opposite sides of the room. I said I'm... indirect. Indirect. <laughs> I heard erect. Okay. So yeah, in July, this is when we. <laughs> we, so are we gonna just brush over jeremy bear me <laughs> yeah i acknowledge your jeremy bear me sarah sarah me bear me if you don't know what jeremy bear me is google it it's interesting <laughs> and fictional are do you think we've lost any listeners during this episode uh, maybe i like it so we worked on our music for the first time we i don't even know how to describe the process but this is when we we started making like pop versions of Sarah's songs and we knew we were headed in the right direction. We now know that that's not exactly the style we wanted to go with, but it definitely taught us a lot Mm -hmm. about working on the songs together and what we wanted to actually make. Right. Yeah. So I would say even though, yeah, we're not probably going to use any of what we created at the time, it was, it, it's a highlight for me because it's the first time I showed Eric any of my music, mm. right? Like, I, or it's not the first time, but it's like the first time, because I am very, I'm very self-critical. I'm very shy about these things. I'm very secretive about the stuff I create. And it took a lot of guts for me to like, be like, okay, here's something I made. Like, what can we do with it? So I feel like that was like that first you know, like the first time you do anything, it's like very challenging. There's that huge amount of resistance you have to overcome just to start. And then after that, you know, not that it's not difficult still, but a lot of the, that initial hurdle is, you know, it's over with. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's a highlight for me. Yeah. And like I said, it pointed us in the right direction Mm -hmm. of how we can work together and be successful. And, uh, you know, what kind of music what yeah. sound what sound we want to achieve yeah i mean i'm hoping that we can find a place f- like w- with music come to the place that we are with the podcast where it just feels a little more regular like mm-hmm. um we have a bit more of a flow to it or we have time carved out each week for it and we figure out what each of our strengths is um yeah we're not there yet but you know we will. We'll get there. Yeah. I have hope. It's hard right now because I'm so busy with work, with YouTube, because, I mean, the holidays are just when all these brands want to work with you. And I've tried not to decline too many opportunities because I know things slow down afterwards. And I'm just kind of trying to get as much done with brands and save up some money because we don't know like when we're going to be moving next month and I just next year next year sorry I, not it's funny month. you said month yet I and your I mind knew was what like yes yes yeah um yeah so I'm just kind of trying to like take say yes to a lot of opportunities during this holiday when they're available so I can save stuff um but which is which is funny because I'm 
I'm noticing that my business has really slowed down because people don't seem to be in the process of starting YouTube channels or podcasts and things right now because it's the holiday season and they're doing other stuff. But I bet they will in January. Yeah. I bet a bunch of people are like asking for, you know, filming equipment or microphones and stuff for their projects to start in January. Right. So I'm trying to take this opportunity to conceptualize and write some funny songs and some Mm -hmm. informational youtube videos about audio production yeah so then uh you know hopefully when there's more freelance work to do soon i'm like okay well i i made some stuff which is good Mm -hmm. i have some stuff ready yeah i mean so we've both just been so busy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and haven't had as much time to do the music but you know i hope that within the next couple weeks we swing back to that side of things we will we will August. August. Mount Sherman. Shermies. How does that how does that make you feel? Feels like a distant, distant memory. You know, it was it was weird to put Mount Sherman on the list of positive things, but I think we're good at spinning things. We're not spinning things. I think we're good at seeing the positive in everything now. Sure. Wouldn't you agree? Well, in many things. Not everything. Right. Yeah. So Mount Sherman is a 14,000 and something foot mountain in Colorado that we planned to hike after a night of camping with our friends, Trav and Victoria, the newly wed Trav and Victoria. Mm-hmm. And man, it was it was a hard experience. Yeah. But we came out on the other side stronger. Right. Well, we had been hiking a lot over the course of the summer and we had really built up our fitness between that and running and so mount sherman is one of the easiest probably 14ers in colorado so i wasn't really worried about the like the technical difficulty of the hike but what i what we had uh underestimated is how tiring um camping is and it was far enough away from our house that we had to go camp there in order to get an early enough start to like beat the storms that always roll in over the mountains um like midday in colorado Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah we were just exhausted and just we don't like camping which you guys will know if you've been following (laughs) our whole outdoorsy person saga and you would know that boy we've tried yeah we we really have and and we kind of knew that before going on this trip but we had already committed to it and i am a big believer that you shouldn't cancel mm. unless you know it's like really going to mess with you or something yeah like obviously don't feel obligated to, to uh do things you really don't want to do but it was a thing we had promised to do with our friends and i was like you know i'm sure when we come out on the other side of this it'll be a good experience to remember. You know, and I think it was, and especially since I do have fond memories of, I promised Sarah that when we got back from the camp and the hike, that I would drag the mattress into the living room because <laughs> it's her favorite thing. Yeah. You know, when you have the mattress out there for more than like two nights, <laughs> it gets a little Depressing. like, yeah, because like there are a lot of crumbs in the bed. <laughs> There's a lot of like just stuff around the bed, right? Cause we have nightstands right. for a reason, yeah. right? So, but also normally we wouldn't eat in our bedroom, right? Yeah, we don't eat in the bed. Now we do because we uh, we do everything in our bedroom. Live with my family, and we don't like to like always eat our meals downstairs. We like to go up into our room. 
yeah. which is the only space that belongs to us. Yeah. Uh, it's but... a little like, um, I don't know. It's a little dorm roomy right now. It is. You know what I mean? We're yeah. like, we do everything in our room. But, yeah. you know, it's it's temporary. Yeah. But so I, I drug the mattress out into the living. <laughs> what? I drug the mattress out. Is it Should it be dragged? Yes. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so I drug the mattress out into the living room and I we, we watched some Survivor, which I wanted to save until now because Survivor. Survivor. We Survivor almost defined our 2020. I don't want to say that because I <laughs> it's like it's like uh when you're in a relationship and you're like oh you're the only thing that exists in my world mm. and then you're out of the relationship and you're like what like you exist right Do you know what i mean right i forgot right, about you right now we're like oh yeah survivor's a show but it really was a point of obsession for us for quite some time it oh, oh my god how many seasons did we watch i don't there are 40 seasons and i feel like somehow we watched like 43 no like i don't know we i don't know they like made three we extra have seasons not even us. we haven't even watched 10 i don't we've watched maybe like five no yes we watched so many <laughs> are you just you know you know you're lying right we watched okay let's go so are you first trying off, to name them all so first off we started by i don't this is another thing where eric had just this wild hair and he was like can we watch survivor mm. eric kind of likes survivalist things even though he i likes, don't like surviving yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so the first series we watched is actually widely sorry the first season we watched is widely regarded as one of the worst weaker seasons and we loved it but eric picked it because it's the first one that is in hd um it's gabon 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 so i think we love it so much because it was our first season to watch together yeah and it was just so much drama and like everyone was everyone hated each other which is why fans didn't like it. Yeah. Because it wasn't like classic Survivor. It was like very catty. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, it was the first one we watched. So we didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And we really liked it for that trashy reality TV aspect. We but just kept going, man. We just kept watching seasons that were highly regarded. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> eventually we eventually we burned ourselves out. Yeah. But it's it was fine. Yeah. We were like, we, we got to stop. Right. And we stopped. And now we still don't want to watch anymore but no. if, i know eventually we're going to be like let's watch this season people say it's good yeah and it's going to be so great sure I, what no i like it don't you I'll think always, that's how it's going to go i do i'll always remember i'll think of survivor and moving out as going hand in hand because like near the end there when we were uh almost mostly packed up we didn't have like a lot of our furniture we didn't have a couch we would like still be watching survivor on the floor like as our little break before resuming packing and cleaning i mean at the very end of our move like we (laughs) like at at the beginning of the survivor thing we were binging seasons (laughs) and then towards the end it was like we watched like half an episode every other night like it was it's it slowed down a lot to a very normal amount but then like those last few days we would like st- take a break from packing stuff and like heat up some food from the freezer like the last of the food we had mm-hmm. and we'd be sitting on the floor and i'd put survivor out on my phone and like <laughs> we were so busy that we couldn't watch like even like half an episode yeah. we'd watch like 10 minutes 
Yeah. And then turn it off on my phone. Well, one night. It was night, very comforting. One night we watched, we had Eric's, we, we filled up a bath. We put like a bunch of Epsom salt in it. We put Eric's laptop like on the toilet seat and we were watching Survivor in the bathtub. I was eating these uh, sunflower seeds that were re-gifted to us by Eric's mom. The last time <laughs> I saw my mother before we moved out of Colorado, she was like, uh, these were on sale. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I know you're listening. But in, in the New York accent that she swears she doesn't have, she was like, I got, I got, it was like two for one. I don't know. One of them was on sale, but she there were huge bags, so she couldn't eat the, that one bag also. So she was like, they're a little expired, but do you want them? And I was like, no. And she was like, does Sarah want them? And I was like, she's not going to eat them. She was like, okay, but like, I don't want to throw them out. I don't want to waste them. And I'm like, oh my God, fine. I'll take them. So I took them and I was like, Sarah, do you want these? And she was like, sure. So she like <laughs> ate one of these dill pickle sunflower seeds and like, it zoomed in on her eyes and her eyes were dilated. She was like, these are the best things I've ever tasted. So we were in the bathtub and she was... Just piles and piles of these shells along the side of the bathtub. And then I went to clean it before we moved out and it was just like salt deposits. And the, the bathroom smelled like dill pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad it was i also bad. looked like a sponge i was so dehydrated <laughs> <laughs> it's it like became... when he's in sandy's dome well like listen <laughs> and he dries out <laughs> yeah that was me no listen it's it's not just that they like were tasty but it like these sunflower seeds became a security blanket for me because i was so stressed like I feel like I may have talked about this during the move, but do you ever get get to a point when you're doing something difficult where you're just so like you've gone through the phase of being like really upset and angry and disturbed and you're just so exhausted that you're not even like it's like starts to feel surreal and you're just like, oh, I just got it one foot in front of the other. Like <laughs> one more dish, one more thing wrapped up in, mm. in newspaper. Yep. Like, and I'm, I was at that point and like, I just needed something to make me feel like a human. And I just had a pocket full of these <laughs> sunflower seeds that I was constantly picking at. For some reason, when you're a baseball player, it's fine. Yeah. But when you're not, <laughs> you're just in a home doing it. Okay, so that was that. Can I quickly go through the list of Survivor seasons and name the ones we watched? Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna read them. You count, okay? Ready? Mm-hmm. We watched Pearl Islands, Palau, Cook Islands, China, Micronesia, Gabon, Token Chains, Heroes versus Villains, uh, Skip Head, Kagayan. Skip ahead, skip ahead. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. What else we got? Uh, and winners at war. Ten. Ten. Okay, we watched one fourth of one <laughs> quarter of the seasons of Survivor. Yes. Okay, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But not as many as I as I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hold on, it might have it might have been eleven. I think it's okay. I think uh, Cambodia eleven. Right. Okay. So that's the answer. I, I needed to. I, of course you did. I needed to round that out. Next thing on the list? Yes. Are you mad at me for listing all those episodes of Next Survivor? Next thing on the list. Seasons of Survivor. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Hamilton and selling everything. This is end of August, September. Oh, yes. I mean, I don't want to harp on Hamilton, but... You have not harped on Hamilton on the podcast nearly enough to reflect the extent to which you've harped on Hamilton in our real real life. life. Like, people do not know the depth of it. (laughs) Okay, so my family loves the musical Hamilton. They all saw it on Broadway at some point, and they loved it. And you were invited. I was invited, and I didn't go because of work. And... Uh, yeah and then fast forward to july 2020 and they had filmed it and put it on disney plus and i was like fine family i'll watch it and uh, i loved it and now i'm obsessed with it and i listen to it. it's the only music i listen to now <laughs> and when i watch videos on youtube it's um <clears throat> about hamilton <laughs> and i like it more than anyone else in my family has ever liked it <laughs> and I know every word, and I know the songs on piano and guitar, and I have the sheet music for some of the songs on uh, piano. I thanks actually to Sarah. have the sheet music. It's actually licensed to me. Thanks My name to is on it. Sarah is what I said. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it, it's become a fixture of our lives. Yes. And that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> Go watch Hamilton if you have Disney Plus and you haven't seen it, and uh, you like things. It's good. It is quite good. And our watching Hamilton coincided with our friend and her adorable, adorable, handsome pup staying with us (laughs) for a little while um, before she moved out of state. So I have fond memories of that because, you know, we had been living alone for a long time and it was in the middle of a pandemic and we weren't seeing a lot of people. So it was nice to have company and a little pup to feed little broccoli stalks to. Mm Mm-hmm. And let me just say, because um, we're not name dropping our friend here, that she had just recently in Colorado, where it's legal, she had recently started dabbling oh, yeah. in uh, in cannabis, and she got really stoned before we watched Hamilton. <laughs> and I just kept looking over her, looking over her like on the floor with her dog, just like staring at the TV like she was in the musical. <laughs> right. And I was just like, "Are you having a good time?" And she was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> I remember so funny. we took like a couple of uh, we took like a couple of breaks during Hamilton, and I like brought over snacks. Was that the day I made the milkshake? It was, yeah. or was that um when we were watching the comedy? Oh no, I think you're right. I think the milkshakes were when we were watching Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. That was that was that was nice. Yeah. Um. Uh. Ooh, September. Mm-hmm. Selling everything. Yeah, I. See, this is one of those situations where it's really highlighted to me how much Eric is a good compliment to me mm. because selling things, no, I can't do it. I would just have given everything away. Um, I couldn't have gone gone through the move without Eric because he was on Craigslist, wheeling and dealing. Anytime someone came by to like pick something up, um, he was the one who dealt with them because I am afraid of humans. <laughs> I couldn't have gotten through it without you just for all the other reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was on the brink of losing it the whole time. Yeah, it was um, hard. Yeah, it was extremely difficult. But it is, again, it's one of those things that it was super hard in the moment. But, of course, it was worth it because mm-hmm. we've moved on with our lives like we had intended to. Yeah, I mean, we just learned so much from the move itself about like what we value first of all when we move out of san diego or move wherever we end up moving Mm -hmm. 
it's going to be so much easier because yeah. we haven't acquired anything of consequence. Yeah. We've acquired like an, a, a kitchen appliance and some pots and pans, mm-hmm. right? But like nothing major. And it's going yeah. to be so much easier to move. And when we get to our next place, we know how, how much to we set it up don't want to buy. Yeah. yeah. So it was a great learning experience, even though it was extremely difficult. Bless you, Sarah. Sarah just sneezed. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you want to say about that? Because we've done oh, a bunch of talking about the move the on move. the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the actual road trip itself was a fun memory. It was mm-hmm. very challenging, but I'll always remember like stopping and staying in our two little, I was going to say shady motels, but Mm-mm. they weren't that bad. They were just inexpensive little rooms that we stayed in yeah. and getting takeout. That was nice. And being tired. It really uh, <laughs> overshadowed how difficult the driving was, which is nice. Yeah. Right? Like the memories of us hanging out in a nice hotel. Yeah. That really, yeah. I it mean, kinda... bes- besides it being easier for us to move out of our current place just because of how little we have, I, I also think the actual drive up, to, if we end up moving to Washington or Oregon, which is what we're leaning towards, I feel like that drive is going to be a lot more pleasant because mm-hmm. I've done the drive up of the coast of California many, many times. Yeah. Um, and it's nice and it's easy. Okay. Last thing about September is we had a little going away party with our friends. Aww. We had everyone hang out in the backyard with us because, you know, good old coronavirus. Um, and I don't know why I did that. I hate when people do voices like that. Like when people try to be funny and like do a weird voice, you know, and I just like came out of, (laughs) and it just came out of my mouth and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to be that guy. I'm not that guy. I redact that stupid voice. Remember I bought cigars? I do. It was, that was so fun. Mm -hmm. I went to the, the smoke shop by our old house and bought like half a dozen cigars for me and my friends. And they were like, you, Eric? The guy who had cancer mm. bought cigars to smoke. Right. And I was like, doesn't it seem fun? And my friends were like, yeah, it does. And we all smoked a cigar. Right. It was disgusting. <laughs> you felt very sick afterwards, I remember. And the next day. My throat was in inflamed for like three days. <laughs> it was, I wasn't inhaling the cigar, but it's just, it yeah. lingers in the throat and the mouth. Mm-hmm. It was awful. But it was, a, it was a good memory. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, that is something I really miss. I really like hosting people. I like being behind the scenes and feeding people and um, making the, uh, what are they called, that I always make every time people come over? Uh, pigs, pigs in a blanket. blanket. <laughs> I always thought pigs in a blanket were breakfast sausages wrapped in pancakes. Mm. They're not. It's hot dogs wrapped in <laughs> crescent dough. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now I make them all the time and they always get wiped out. Yeah. All the non-vegans love them. I think yeah. they're just objectively delicious. It's amazing. I think I put cheese in them this time. I also made cupcakes. Well, I had made cupcakes oh, yeah. for your birthday party, realized how amazing cupcakes are, and then the cupcakes had to make a reappearance. And just, you know, I really love feeding non-vegan people amazing vegan food. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like crushing cupcakes and yeah. pigs in a blanket. And they're mm-hmm. like, wow, this is really good. And then we ended up making another half batch of cupcakes at oh, the yeah. very last minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah. Uh, shrooms 
Oh. Of course, we've we've talked about shrooms, shrooms a lot on the podcast, mm. but let, give a little give a little breakdown. All right, the TLDR thing is, um, <laughs> I have uh, depression and have for as long as I can remember. Tried many things, lots of therapy, uh, lots of pills, prescriptions, etc. And uh, I finally was like, you know what? It's not working. I'm going to try microdosing shrooms because a bunch of people had told me it helps them a lot. And was that in September? It was, yeah. We got our hands on some shrooms and I started microdosing them. And they helped me a lot. It feels weird to call it a highlight, though, because I don't really take them anymore. But I think it, I think it changed the way you think about things and the way you see and interpret the world Hmm. is that accurate how would explain i just i feel (laughs) like at some point you kind of had this revelation of like the shrooms don't make you they don't make you happy Mm -mm. they just make you see what's true yes and i feel like that has affected Mm -hmm. your life post shroom ingestion right Oh, so so listeners, for the record, because I, I did feel like I kind of raved about the shrooms when I was taking them. Yeah. I haven't been taking them recently because I did have one experience where I think I took a little too much and it made me kind of ill. And I feel like I've developed a bit of an, my, a physical aversion mm-hmm. to them. So I have not been wanting to like take them for a while. I still have some in my fridge <laughs> and I'll try them again soon because uh, I did benefit a lot from them. But yeah, I think what I learned was that i don't know what the science is behind it but they just make you see the world differently and and i think when you deal with a chronic mood disorder like depression which really affects your perception of the world it's kind of like that uh tinted glasses that would just make you see everything like a couple shades grayer than they naturally are but the thing is like it's very hard to see without the tint um if you've never had any sort of reference point for that and what the shrooms did i think was just kind of like obliterate that tint so you can see things more objectively you can like realize that a situation that seems like inherently negative or painful or unbearable or inescapable like it, it just gives you it lets you think outside the box it lets you access things kind of like um, a neutral third party just makes you more I guess innovative so you can find solutions to things that weren't apparent before so I feel like yeah it is I think it just I've learned a lot from that experience same as I've learned I learned a lot about life just by doing ayahuasca those four ceremonies last December which I have been wanting to do like a follow-up episode, like a year after taking that. Um, but it's not the sort of thing that like, I don't feel like a different person. I just feel like my perception is a little different. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's what I meant when I said that. Sure. Exactly that. Just like being able to see something you've never seen before. Or like f- if you are like me and you felt sad like your baseline emotion has always been sad and you don't know what it feels like to be normal, quote unquote. And you can have that for like a day or like six hours even. 
it's you're all you can always remember afterwards even if you feel sad again that that's not necessarily reality Mm -hmm. i guess it's really hard to explain yeah it's hard to explain if you haven't gone through it but yeah it's not like a happy pill it's not like an antidepressant there were definitely times when i would take it and it would make me feel like super withdrawn or like weird but i always felt like there was something to learn from it Mm -hmm. um but it just makes you very i don't know it makes things apparent yeah that's that's a good way to put it yeah right i mean i I remember one day you took a microdose Mm -hmm. and it was like really cloudy and i don't like we didn't leave the house of course it was just like one of those one of those days that doesn't feel great normally you know we have those days where we're like today's kind of just sucks right Mm -hmm. but that was very enhanced by the microdose oh yeah so it's like it's not gonna make a day where you're like this this day's a crapshoot um i don't think i used that right but it's like oh this this day is is bad Mm. shrooms are gonna make it better you know it's like oh it's just gonna say this is what it really looks like yeah it is crap today Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very fascinating i mean i think what i learned from the shrooms more than anything is kind of like it goes hand in hand with the theme of 2020 for me and for us i think and for the podcast probably which is that like there's no outside thing that's going to save you or point you in the right direction or like tell you what the shortcut is to where you want to go like everything out there just exists as kind of like a tool or a mirror and you know shrooms are exactly that (laughs) it can help you maybe but it's not a panacea what panacea what does that mean like a a cure-all ah yep that is true okay so now we're in october october we didn't do a lot in october we unpacked we set up our little our little safe space in our room Mm -hmm. um i have moving into san diego and rain on my list Oh, because sarah's family has a dog She's a 14-year-old, 14. <laughs> she might be older than She 14. might be 15. Yeah. Um, mystery mutt dog mm-hmm. named Rain. Yeah. Uh, in case you're wondering, it's R-A-Y-N-E, Rain, named after... I think it's a character in a video game called Tales of Symphonia, okay. I think. I knew it was a video game. I did not know what. Yeah. But she's um, she's kind of a strange critter. Mm-hmm. She's very anxious. Um she definitely abused by previous owners we got mm-hmm. her when she was like they told us she was about six months old we think she was older yeah um but she's always been like very neurotic <laughs> she was it's supposed to be like a birthday present for my sister <laughs> but she ended up bonding much more strongly to my dad um but you know she's just just about the same as she's always been but mm-hmm. older <laughs> so she was she's very wary of people when they come in the house Mm -hmm. so like every time i would leave and come back for like the first week Mm -hmm. we lived here she would bark at me and wouldn't come anywhere near me and now uh we love each other (laughs) mostly because i just i give her a lot of scratches and treats and i've never i've never wronged her in any way (laughs) um so we get along great and it's just been very it's very been very pleasant living with her Mm mm-hmm it is nice. It's it's weird because I... So we got her when I was in high school, I think, or maybe a little younger. 
but I never bonded with her at all because at the time we had my cat, love of my life, Fishbone, um, who I just loved so much. And he was always with me and he was very much my cat. <laughs> so I just don't even remember like interacting with Rain that much as a young person. And then I moved out, obviously. Um, and for whatever reason, like I haven't really bonded with her until we moved in now and she's much older and less like she used to be very energetic and love like chasing things around the backyard and now she can't really <laughs> oh my god but... she has these she has these weak little hind legs mm-hmm. that just like clearly don't have that much um spring left in them yeah after all these years she's she's got old bones yeah um but she still really wants to play and run around so like i'll walk into the backyard with her and she'll do that dog thing where she like looks at me yeah. And then, like, if I make any the, the like the slightest movement, she'll like sprint across the yard and do a circle. But she ends up like having to like sit down, sit down, and like hobble around. And I'm like, please stop trying to run. Your le- it's just gonna hurt your legs. But yeah. she's so enthusiastic sometimes. I don't. I really don't know if she's in pain so much as they're just weak because she's just never like, giving like out. yeah. Because like if she like will like yelp if you you know touch her back, touch legs. something that's wrong. Then she never is like whining or anything about her legs. That's true. She's kind of just stopping and sitting down in the grass. She's also very deaf now, which is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So so there will be times when I'm like, because you know, like if you, a dog's not cooperating with you, but you like shake a treat bag, they'll like come over to you and like be nice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work with her because she can't hear the the (laughs) treat bag shaking. Yeah. So I like the other day I went downstairs to make our coffee and I let her out. And I was trying to get her to come back in before I went back upstairs to bring Eric his coffee. (laughs) And so I'm like, Rain, come here. And she just can't hear me. And so I'm like shaking this bag. She can't hear me. She's like sitting facing the lawn. I like walk up behind her and I like just touch her shoulder and she completely startles. She did not know I was there. Did she like jump up and like run in a little circle and look at you? like, like, And then she followed me in. But yeah. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. She is. And so <laughs> moving in and being able to hang out with Rain is kind of our highlight of October. Um, because, you know, moving yeah. in takes a long time. Yes. So we're almost there. We're almost to the present. Mm-hmm. November, November, I have, we both started to conceptualize and start our new, our new things. Mm-hmm. You started this, like, I'm going to ferment things, make sourdough. I'm going to make these style of videos. That's that's where I want my life to go. Yeah. And I've started this like, well, you know, maybe I'll make some funny stuff for YouTube and some informational stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'll really, I'll give, I'll give that a go. Yeah. And I feel like November was a lot of us beginning these new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like November is everything coming kind of full circle, us starting to actually invest time in the things we had been thinking about for a long time. Um I've just been, I feel like I've just changed so much. I've reevaluated what I want out of life and out of like a place to live. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. Everything is just starting to make sense because my whole thing now is just moving into more of a homesteading life, getting ready to, I don't live more sustainably, make things from scratch, like pay a lot of attention to like the energy behind our food in our living space, I want to start to grow things, make things, just like make everything and be less of a consumer. 
I'm more of a producer and educate people that that is an option still, even in our modern times where everything is, I don't know, this like very convenience is very much pushed in our faces, I think. Like do all of these convenient things um, so that you can have time to work and be you know, productive in this particular way. And like, I, I've just been wanting to take a step back and I don't know, that has all become very, very clear. And I guess I'll, we'll probably end up talking about this at the, in the last episode of the year, but it's this change in perspective has eliminated a lot of the problems that I have struggled with over the past few years, um, with my work everything just very much like feels correct now i would say yeah i totally i mean i feel the same way i've mm -hmm. been there for the whole thing and um and i'm doing the same thing in my own way trying to figure out what i want to focus on and what i want to build a career out of and i feel like it's um it's it feels right i mm -hmm. feel like everything feels right like you said Mm -hmm. everything's coming up millhouse what does that mean it's a quote from the simpsons oh but um millhouse is a character on the simpsons oh. and at some point he says everything's coming up millhouse so it's like everything's coming up sarah <laughs> and eric you know right so december 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 i just have i have like the the next phase of yeah. it's, it's the same thing right it's like december this month is when we started putting these things into action mm-hmm and uh getting the ball rolling yeah so kind of the same thing we just talked about right i will say like next year i'm gonna do my best to commit to fewer things i know i said earlier like i i kind of felt the pressure to say yes to as many sponsorship opportunities as i could this year just because i want to put aside money um for a move and i don't know but like I was looking forward to like this like cozy holiday season together and I feel like we've just been both been so busy we haven't really been able to do that mm. and next year I'm going to be very intentional about like I want to take two weeks off I just do you know <laughs> I mean it's just it's really hard for a creator like you yeah um you know I've like I've been talking to Chris and he and him and Jasmine are they're exceptionally busy now too because mm -hmm. when you make food when you document food for a living yeah thanksgiving and christmas are like everyone wants vegan recipes right everyone wants yeah. to cook new things and, and try the new seasonal products at stores and all the brands want you to help them sell things mm -hmm. <laughs> as gifts yeah you know so it's an extremely busy time to be a creator yeah, and I mean, that's, I won't talk too much about it because I do want to expand the conversation later, but like this whole thing, like the sponsorship thing is one of those issues that I think gets resolved by my new desire to lead like a more like low waste, like homemade, slow life, I think, because I've always struggled to feel like I wanted to work with a lot of brands. Like even if I like the brand and there's like, I don't know, I, I it's been really hard for me to like explain even to myself, which is why I've kept, kept doing it. Cause I understand like when you provide free content, 
like obviously you're gonna have to get money from ads or sponsorships but it's just always felt like a little off to me Mm. and i've had issues like putting like spending time making something beautiful and creative and then slapping like a like an, an ad in in the middle of it you know and i feel like i want my brand to be kind of like the opposite of that you know mm. and there are a lot of people who are like that already on youtube and on social media and i'm i'm starting to find them and realize like you don't need to be like selling products to people all the time mm-hmm. there's like other I don't know. I feel like I just respect that so much. And that's what I've realized. That's like my highlight of the past like two months is realizing there's like a different way to to go about being a creative person Mm -hmm. than to just like sell stuff all the time. With that being said, if any sponsors want to pay me, I only have (laughs) 1,500 YouTube subscribers, but... Mm -hmm. You know, I'll still take your money. I'm not opposed to sponsors. I know. I'm just kidding. I want, I want like to work with brands that like, I'm like, I, I'm so into them that I would love to like interview the CEO or something mm-hmm. like those kinds of brands, like yeah. ones that are doing their part to like better the world mm. instead of just, you know, selling a product. Right. right. <laughs> I totally feel you. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into more of that kind of conversation in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to touch on all the things that brought us some amount of joy throughout this year. And I hope you guys also felt some joy hearing. I mean, that was a silly, that was a silly episode. <laughs> we were just jumping from thing to thing. Salivating a lot. Sal- lots of lots of liquid in our mouths. <laughs> um, so I hope that was, I, I, I hope that just brought you listening just like a little bit of lightness mm-hmm. and laughter. Sarah just put the microphone on her <laughs> eye. That was It's odd. got a puffy coating on it. It is. A it's, foam, like a pop guard on it. It's very nice. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to you wanna say? No. Okay. Not really. <laughs> it's getting dark. It is, it's and you need sad. to go on your run. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and um, I hope this made you reflect on what was actually good this year, even though there was a lot of negativity around. So we'll talk to you next week.